It is Kale and Company live for a Thursday. Great to have you along with us as we head toward the Labor Day weekend on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and well beyond, and around the world and around the clock on nhtalkradio.com. Very happy to be joined once again on the program today by the author of Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Healing. The revised edition is out. It has been for quite some time, so why don't you have a copy yet? It is uh, Dr. Barry Taylor. Dr. Barry, welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us. Good morning, Ken. Good to hear your voice. Well, thank you, and uh, I, I feel the same way in this mutual admiration society. Uh, Dr. Barry, the last time... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you can't like my voice as much as I like your voice. Why can't I? I mean, mean, well, I'm I'm humbled. I'm humbled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's always a delight to have you on the show. Uh, And last time we talked about the aging process and aging gracefully. And you gave us a, a number of ideas on how we might be able to accomplish that. Uh, can, right. can you expand on that uh, a little bit? Do you want to tell us a little more today about that process? I do. I do. How about we start with a short, mini, mini visualization? You ready? I'm ready. Okay, Ken, you are, you are in the Boston Garden. It's May 10th, 1970. It's playoffs. It's overtime. You are a hockey guy. Even at that young age, we won't use a number, even at that young age. So I want you to put yourself in the Boston Garden. Yes, because I actually was there. I actually was there that day. You were there. Okay, so you know what I'm asking. You know where I'm going. Kind of, you know where we're going. But uh, listeners who are listening, if you're not a hockey fan like Ken is, because Ken is an over-top hockey fan, um, um, think of something that was just amazing. Okay, so Ken, put yourself back there. You're actually there. Wow, so it's an easy visualization for you. And you know what's coming. What's coming is Bobby Orr is going to dive across the net and the puck goes in. Got it? I got it. What do I feel? I felt euphoria. Euphoria. Right. The Boston Bruins exactly. won the Stanley Cup in 1970, May 10th, which was Mother's Day of that year. That, 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 that's right. So, you were feeling euphoric. Give me another one or two words, but, but you've nailed it already. You're euphoric. What else do you feel? Euphoric. Anything else? Uh, yeah, anything else? Well, I mean, it just it, it gave me chills. I mean, it really did. The Bruins uh, hadn't won a Stanley Cup for a long time. Prior to that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's describing Stanley Cup, but I'm looking for body sensations. I'm looking for thoughts. You're, you're just tingling, right? Tingling. I was you're tingling. Just, yeah, you were. I knew you would be. At you know, right old age of sixteen. You, yeah, yep. if I were there with you, I'd go. What happened? Because I'm not a hockey guy. You're a hockey guy, but you were tingling and you euphoric. Yes, as Bobby Orr was set up by Derek Sanderson for that Stanley Cup winning goal. You 
keep going into explaining. Uh, I'm go. I'm, uh, I want you to stay with the feeling. Exuberance. The, I was a. I, I was full of exuberance. And you were cheering euphoric, and clapping and screaming. You were. That's right. Great. Now, now we're. Now we can. Next point. You were an exuberant, euphoric, tingling. 16-year-old. All those things, and like, more, yes. Yeah, and more, yeah. So what was going on in your brain is there's a neurotransmitter. Let's chunk that down. Uh, there was a chemical in your brain that was sent from one part of your brain, happens to be called the hypothalamus, but that's not that important, and it was exploding, like turning a fire hydrant on. Your body was just drenched. Here it is. Write it down. Cat, write it down. Love to talk a lot more about this so that our listeners and my clients are going to really start to own. You are having a dopamine rush. A dopamine rush. You, you are having a dopamine rush. Uh, you, uh, your, body was, your body was flooded with a chemical Regardless of, sorry, 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 that the Bruins hadn't run for a long time. The picture is just one of the iconic pictures in sports history oh, of yeah. all time, of all time. But that's the description. What I'm introducing you and people to appreciate is something happened in your brain to not just stand there and say calmly to whoever you were with, well, that was interesting. You know, there was no flatlining. You were tingling. You were euphoric. You were exuberant. You were clapping and cheering beyond. It didn't matter how loud the stadium shook. And it did. And it did. That's that's a lot of people having a dopamine rush at one time. (laughs) 13,909 at the old Boston Garden. That's a tsunami rush of pleasure, aging. And it was. Yeah, normal aging for normal people. Uh, I'm just, you know what, while you were talking about it, Dr. Barry, I was just looking up the the definition of a uh, uh, dopamine rush. Dopamine, (laughs) dopamine. How do you say it again? It depends, you know, whether you're from uh, the Bronx or Brooklyn. Okay. You know, it depends on where you're from. Either will work. Either will work. All right. Well, it, can, it says it, can, it, say? it says it can provide an intense feeling of reward. Of reward. Uh-huh. Dopamine oh, baby, is oh, most uh, notably involved in helping us feel pleasure as part of the yeah, brain's reward system. It says sex, right. shopping, yeah. smelling cookies, right. baking in the oven. Bobby Orr that's scoring right. an overtime goal. All these things. It doesn't say that. It yeah, can trigger right. a dopamine and, and, release. That's right. And what I'm suggesting at the beginning of our talk is aging for most normal people. Their life has less and less and less and less dopamine. Forget about Russia. Their, their dopamine levels are really, you know, every now and then, you know, it's, it's like all of the things we talked about in the last few shows about aging, being tired, not sleeping well, not being flexible, um, the different, you know, being somewhat depressed, not as motivated as you were when you were using and you were goal oriented, um, difficult 
with motivation and concentration, memory issues. Um, that's all related to not enough dopamine in your brain. Ah, so we could just watch reruns of Three Stooges uh, sprinkled in with some Bobby Orr footage. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> but but I want to. There's things that we can do nutritionally. How many people over 50, 60, 70 might be with somebody that they love, they like, in a committed relationship, but their sex life, their libido is in the toilet? That's related to dopamine. So, so I just wanted to begin the conversation. I knew I didn't know you were there. Good, you're amazing. Um, but but you can relate, and, and and the listeners can relate to your exuberance because as soon as you got that memory, kind oh. of, you, your voice changed. You know, you were right there in the last five ten minutes t- talking about what it was like for you. You were tingling. Your clapping was wild. You were cheering. It now, still makes me tingle. Means, to yeah. this day, it makes me tingle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tingle, listen, I say. Listen to the commentary. Yeah. Listen to the guy who called it, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the, uh, your colleague who called that play. Not all dopamines have to be that intense, to be sure. But the idea that there's actually a chemical that has us feel, you, you, you got the word when you looked it up in the dictionary just now, pleasure. <clears throat> Lack of pleasure, lack of dopamine is very, very related to aging like a normal person. And our conversations are about aging elegantly, aging where you're in touch with your creativity. You're not saying, oh, I don't have energy to go dancing at 830 or 9 because, you know, you're 60 or something or 55 or whatever. So that's the beginning of this next part of the conversation is how come dopamine decreases? Um... Uh, what are we? What can we do to increase dopamine? We're not going to get to all of this in this segment of the show, but but I'd love to continue the conversation but so it's that a, your listeners are. It's are, a great tease. Really open. It's a great tease, yeah. Doctor Barry. Yeah. We want to increase that dopamine. Oh baby! Oh yes. baby! Oh baby! Give us a good ID and increased dopamine supply. So, Dr. Barry, you hang in there. We have to take a quick break. And uh, we'll be back with more. Uh, People are on the edges of their seats. Uh, How do I get more dopamine? Now, if you're driving, don't take notes if you're driving because, you know, you don't want to be distracted. But you can listen Mm -hmm. to this show again tonight at 7 and and take notes Mm -hmm. then when you're home relaxing by the fire or whatever you're by. So, hang in there, Dr. Barry, and we'll talk about you got it. increased dopamine right after these words on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. It is Kale and Company live with the one and only Dr. Barry Taylor on WKXL. Kale and Company live on this Thursday. Dr. Barry Taylor is with us, shuffling his papers in the background and getting ready to tell us here on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com, how to increase our dopamine level, or something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Is there any yeah. legal way to do it? <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We, we, we've got a number of um, new laws we're passing through the legislature of New Hampshire and Massachusetts. 
uh, to make things that are on the edge legal. No, oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, how about better sleep? Better poor, sleep. Poor sleep. Yeah. I mean, it could it be easier? Could it be less expensive? Now, getting better sleep might be a, a little bit um, of a challenge to teach your nervous system how to um, go into a state where you're relaxing more. But there's a relationship between mismanaging demand. I use the word distress. Most people think of the word stress. Stress is not bad, but most people think of stress as negative. So the more somebody's distressed, whatever's coming at them in life, relationships, uh, money, their house, their job, whatever uh, they're needing to navigate through, and their resources, uh, time, um, uh, it's, it's mildly, moderately, significantly overwhelming them. There's a relationship between your adrenals, this teeny P-shaped gland on top of your kidney, A-D in Latin means above, renal, ad renal, above the kidney is the adrenal gland. And the more the adrenals are on, you're kind of like driven through mild adrenaline rushes. I guess the word of this this morning is rush, dopamine rush, adrenal rush. So you don't have to have your heart beating really quickly, palpitating, like an officer of the law just pulls you over because you're uh, going too fast. To have your caffeine in the morning or you don't drink coffee, but you wake up and you're immediately into go mode. You don't have enough moments through the day where you're breathing, grounding yourself, connecting to a tree, connecting to a cloud, connecting to another human being, just take a moment and look in their eyes, uh, your pet, your, your animal. So for a lot of people, normal, really good, sweet, loving, intelligent people, they don't have enough moments through the day. They push themselves through the day through adrenals. They don't have enough calmer, quieter, silent, oh, take a nice deep breath moment. So the more you're in adrenal overload, this doesn't mean you've got Addison's or Cushing's disease. There's no pathology here. I'm talking about people who are living somewhat very goal-oriented, very pushed. We're in a competitive world. And the more the adre- you're living on adrenaline, that has impact over days, weeks, months, and years to make you a normal person where you're not only having non-Bobby or moment of intense <laughs> dopamine rushes, but you're also kind of casually having uh, sex. I don't mean with different people. I mean the moments of it pleasure, the moments of, um, yeah, let's just use that word pleasure, and it certainly does not need to be sexual. The moments where you're uh, flooding yourself somewhat, it doesn't have to be a volcanic explosion, but the moments of dopamine are less and less and less and less and less in your life. That is normal aging, where your sleep, how many people can do you know in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s? How many people in their 70s and 80s do they say, God, I don't sleep the way I used to? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, a lot. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. That's very true. Very how, true. How many people are on the edge of not severe depression where they have trouble getting out of bed? <clears throat> but when you speak to them, there's some joie de vivre, there's some passion, there's some will, there's some 
you just get that when they wake up, they wake up. They're not like, God, you know, how can I serve somebody today? You know, what am I going to create? You know, how can I help my husband or my wife or my church or my temple? Or, you know, what, what you know, they're not like in a context of, you know, who, who could I be kinder to? Who, who needs my energy today? You know, people are, that doesn't mean they're bad. But there's a real difference between living and existing. When you've got a fair amount of dopamine, and I don't mean 24-7 every single day, all the time, every day. I'm talking about threading different experiences through your days. It could be a day or two or three where, you know, you have a little less. But I'm painting a picture where people are going through life, and there's just not a lot of pleasure. They're, they're, they're older now, maybe, and so they're working less, or they've got a nest egg, so money is less important. But the dreams of, well, I'll do that when I retire, or I'll do that, you know, five, ten years before I retire, it, it's, it's, it's not about the purpose of life, it's to be in pleasure all the time. I'm talking about no matter how religious you are, no matter how non-religious you are, there are people you and I know who are really good people. And when you ask them how they are, you get a sense that their energy is pretty far from exuberant <laughs> and excited. You know, it's like there's some other far spectrum from the Bobby Orr experience that you so beautifully painted for us to appreciate. So dopamine, when you can eat in certain ways or do certain things, help your overall physical energy, it doesn't mean you never get depressed. And remember, you and I have done radio shows on depression. Depression is when you're not dealing with anger well or not dealing with sadness or grief well. Depression is like a code word for different emotions that you're not identifying and expressing well. But dopamine leaves people <clears throat> where they're not energetically and thinking through would be the wrong way to say it, Ken, they're not resolving the uncomfortable emotion. You know, they're older, they're they're more inflexible. And now with the less dopamine, their memory and their focus is nowhere near. So one of the, okay, what are some tips, and I would love to flush these out, because I know our time's short this morning, is you've said some wonderful things, as I've sent you pictures over the last month, couple of years, of honey, right? Yes. So believe it or not, pe- people, yeah, people with pets, people with cats, you know, they're cat people. Yeah. People with dogs. See, dogs, grandchildren. Yeah. 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 Grandchildren. Yes. Things that bring you a certain kind of pleasure. You know, I'm an over-the-top dog guy. Um, so believe it or not, there's stuff that you can read about, or you don't have to read about it, just listen to what I'm saying, is playing with your pet. Playing with your grandchildren. Thank you for adding that. Did I hear honey in the background there? That was funny saying, hi, Ken. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, things, Things that can allow you to relax is one, and there are many other things, and that's a backdoor way of saying, overall, it's not like your adrenal is never cranked up. It's not like there are no pressures. It's not like there are no deadlines. But overall in your life, given the play with your grandchildren, play with your pet, uh, play with yourself, that you've got things in your life, behaviors, that your cortisol levels, your adrenaline, 
are down and you're kind of not pushing yourself all the time. You know, you, you, you know, you got a big show, you're a little apprehensive. I get a little apprehensive. I get a little excited. Not quite like being with Bobby Orr. But when I get to talk with Ken Kale on a radio show, you know, I, I, it's not nervousness. It's like positive anticipation. It's a dopamine oh, rush for Dr. Barry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, there it's you a go. small dopamine rush. Yeah. <laughs> so sleep, sleep. So the two things we can leave today, and then at another time we can get into foods, we can get uh, hot and cold. We can, there are a whole bunch of things that human, we can all do that can give us different pleasure, different than have more sex, that can make huge differences in our life. The two we've talked about today is get better sleep and intentionally choose some more relaxation, fun things to do that will lower your adrenal output, and therefore it's easier for your body to deal with more dopamine. Well put. As always, Dr. Barry, I can hear that music creeping up on us right now. And we're going to have to say goodbye for this session with uh, Dr. Barry Taylor. And I know you're going to be doing some traveling soon, so uh, uh, it might be a, a, a few weeks before we uh, before we chat again. But always informative, always entertaining, and you brought back some great memories with the uh, with the <laughs> dopamine rush I had on May 10th, 1970, Mother's Day. The Bruins won the Stanley Cup on that Bobby Orr goal set up by the Turk. Derek Sanderson. Okay. Dr. Barry, safe, safe travels. Say, say hello to Honey yes, for sir. me and, and to Mac, your grandson, and, uh, and we will have you back real soon. God bless. All Bye right. Bye. Take care. <laughs> Talk to you soon, Dr. Barry. We'll be back with more right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. It is Kale and Company Live. Don't you dare. Touch that dial. Kale and Company Live continues here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. 1450 AM, 1039 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond. And around the world, around the clock, 24 hours a day at nhtalkradio.com. I tell you, the uh, football season is getting underway in earnest locally. And uh, tonight, uh, a couple of uh, football games under the lights. Uh, One right on the uh, Manchester-Goffstown line. St. Anselm will be taking on Millersville uh, University. That's a a 7 o'clock kickoff tonight at Grapponi Stadium on the campus of St. Anselm College. And in Durham tonight, under the lights, the Wildcats will be taking on Monmouth College. That is another 7 o'clock kickoff. Now, joining us on the line is Gary Lipman. Gary is the author of We Love the World But Could Not Stay, uh, one of the most unique books I have ever read for any number of reasons. And uh, Gary, welcome to Kale & Company. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Ken. Great to be with you. So this is a collection of short stories, and uh, I mean really short stories. And uh, for those of us with short attention spans, and I, I 
Some of these stories are one sentence long. Uh, yeah, how, all of them, in fact. Uh, yeah. All of them. How did you come up with this concept? Well, my last book that I published was a novel that was 400 pages long, and I decided that I wanted to do something different. And I had encountered over the years very short stories and always took to them to read. So I thought, let me see if I can write some really short ones myself. In fact, Maybe I'll limit myself to one sentence, and that's what I did. And I once I got into it, I found it really fun to do, so I kept going. And uh, I realized that it would be good, good for my friends and readers to check out because we've all got limited attention spans now. So I figured get in, get out, one sentence, and you're done. Yeah, attention spans do seem to have shortened over the years. There's no doubt about that. And and do you find that uh, fewer and fewer people are actually uh, reading books these days? I mean, relying more on the on the talking books as they drive or travel on a plane or a, a bus or a train anywhere? I think so. I think people are reading less. And when they're reading, they're reading, you know, a lot of mainstream stuff, which is great. I read that, too. But uh, I wanted to try something different and also, you know, at the same time, accessible, you know. So my joke is, with these one-sentence stories, if you don't like one story, the next story is only half a sentence away. <laughs> so, so so true. And yeah, some of these sentences are longer than others, but uh, all, yeah. all one-sentence stories. And, and I just want to read a quick one because I think – both of us, after seeing your picture, Mr. Lippman, yeah. uh, uh, I think we can both relate to uh, Consolation for the Bald. <laughs> right. uh, so I'm just going to take a moment and, and read this to give folks an example of, uh, of some of these uh, short stories, these one-sentence stories. This, uh, this is a longer one. Of the, it it the is. Book. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's right there, kind of in the middle, right? Yeah. Uh, only after the hair loss specialist touched my bald skull and in a weird flat voice says, uh, said, it's too late, I can't help you, did I suddenly recall a night four decades back when a young woman at a college party answered my question, want to dance? By saying in a voice as weird and flat as that hair doctor's, no, not with you. So now I know that none of our memories are ever lost. They're all still planted in our bald heads and simply waiting to grow out. <laughs> that's, a, that's a one sentence short story by our guest, uh, Gary Lipman. So what, what was your inspiration for, for all these uh, all these short one sentence stories? Well, you know, I'd say about the inspiration for about a third of them is real life events. And a third then is completely imaginary. You know, I, for a third of them, I used events from my life, you know, real things. For about a third of the stories, I just made them up completely. And a third were a mix of the two, where on one hand, I've got a memory or an incident someone told me about, and then I get my imagination working on it and come up with a, a, a kind of new Thing. I take it in a different direction with my imagination. The one you read, and you read that very well, Ken, I appreciate it. Um, that one was pretty much real. I actually, you know, I'm bald, lost my hair, 
And uh, I decided maybe I'll just give it a shot and go to see a hair specialist. This guy I'd heard was a really great hair doctor, and he didn't have great bedside manner, as I write in the story. He just (laughs) came in. I said, hello, doctor. Nice to meet you. He nodded. He didn't really say hello. He just looked at my head, touched my head, and then shook his head. And he was bald, too, by the way. (laughs) The hair doctor was bald, huh? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I guess, you know, there's no truth in advertising. Anyway, he just looked at me, and in a blank, you know, as I say there, said, I can't help you. There's nothing I can do. Which (laughs) It's too late now. (laughs) Yeah, too late, too late. You should have come to me earlier. And when I heard that, I kind of got thinking about this same sort of turndown that I gotten at this college party. This woman, there was no room in the one-sentence story to put this, but this woman, when I asked her to dance and she said, not with you, I didn't put in there that she actually looked me over head to toe, gave me a full checkout before she shook her head and said, not with you. (laughs) (laughs) So so it wasn't a knee-jerk reaction. She really considered it and then decided to reject me. So I just slinked away from, from that party at that point. I hadn't built up much confidence in after that, you know, it took a while to regain confidence to ask the next person to dance. And, and you probably weren't even bald at that time, right? No, no, I had a full head of hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> where, where I bald, she probably would have just turned away and not even given me an answer. That could be true, but, you know, Gary, as we both know, uh, bald is beautiful. Bald is beautiful, they say. There are a lot of people who like bald men even better than men with hair on their head. That's true. Uh, that is yep. very true. And, th- and those, those are our kind of people, th- Ken. Those are, are women with excellent taste. Absolutely. Uh, for Absolutely. sure. What do yeah. you, in, in addition to the, uh, the uh, consolation for the bald, what are some of your personal favorites uh, in the book? Well, I'll read you the, this is a kind of surreal, strange one, very short. It's the first one-sentence story I wrote. I had a kind of dream with the moon in it, and I woke up inspired by the dream. The dream wasn't the story, but I just had a dream with the moon, and I, the next day I was thinking about writing a one-sentence story, and I came up with this very surreal one, which goes like this. You woke to find the full moon on your cheek, neatly balanced as if it belonged there, but you mistook it for a pimple, and you popped it. There you go. And that's, that's I believe, the first story in the book, right? The first yeah, and, short story. And the first yeah. one I wrote. That's the first one I wrote. Yeah. yeah I, I definitely, uh, that's a made-up one, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so what, what's the reaction been, uh, Gary, to this, to this book? I can tell you, uh, you know, from my friends and some readers who write online, people are reading this more readily than they did my novel. I think my novel, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my novel, which is a kind of dark, twisted Hollywood story about celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. That novel came out a few years ago. It's called Set the Controls for the Heart of Sharon Tate. But uh, this, this one, I can tell you, people are reading more readily. I always joke with, with friends who, you know, have the book, and they say, yeah, I'm going to start your book soon. And my joke is, hey, you don't need to read anything I write till the end of the 21st century. <laughs> right? Giving them plenty of lead time. But the truth is, I'm always delighted when people, you know, read the book, and, and, and especially when they like it. Um, and uh, this one, people have been getting into much more readily. 
probably because it's so easy to pick up. You know, I wrote it to be read, you know, start to finish, you know, first page to last. I sequence the stories to kind of have an effect. But of course, I love if anybody just picks it up and opens to a random page and reads the story. That's that's what I have done uh, with this book. And it's entitled, We Love the World But Could Not Stay. The author is Gary Lipman. That's Lipman, L-I-P-P-M-A-N. It's available now wherever you get uh, your books. Uh, is it available on uh, audiobooks or anything like that at this point? That's coming. It's coming. coming. It's coming. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that'll be cool for driving to hear these little stories yeah, read to you. Absolutely. And what are you working on next? Uh, back to a new novel. A new novel. Yeah. All, all right. Well, Gary yeah. Lippman, we appreciate you being on with us this morning. It's been a pleasure, Ken. Have a great day. You as well. Thanks, Gary. Thanks. Take yeah. care. Gary Lippman, again, the book, We Love the World But Could Not Stay, a collection of one-sentence short stories, if you can believe that. Have to take a break. Kale and Company Live continues right here. WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. Welcome back, Kale and Company Live here on WKXL. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region. 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond. Getting uh, well into the uh, southern tier of New Hampshire. Like uh, Wyndham and Pelham and Londonderry, Derry, you name it. 1019 if you're traveling. And, uh, you know, when it, it's funny because I was uh, driving from uh, back from uh, Massachusetts a couple of nights ago and uh, listening to WKXL, picked it up in, like, Wyndham, or Windham, as some people call it, but I call it Wyndham. And, and then when you, you start to lose the signal a little bit, just a little bit, uh, when you get past the, the hooks of tolls, it's still there, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a little crackly from time to time. But no problem. You can just go right to 103.9. The signals intertwine beautifully. So if, if you lose driving up from the Boston area or southern New Hampshire, if you lose 101.9, you can get 103.9, and it's a beautiful thing. You never have to be without WKXL. And even if you go on a trip, no matter where it is, take us with you on uh, nhtalkradio.com. A lot of people taking trips in the fall to see the foliage. I was reading this from Foders, uh, very famous uh, travel experts that have been in the business for a long time on uh, Foders.com, F-O-D-O-R-S.com. Uh, uh, some northeastern U.S. towns traditionally tend to steal the spotlight when it comes to portraying an idyllic autumn escape. But for those seeking a less crowded northern getaway... These 12 spots in New England and beyond offer access to awesome fall foliage, an atmosphere overflowing with quaintness, and ample opportunities to enjoy an adventure both indoors and out without the multitude of visitors. For example, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I won't read the whole description, but I'll give you an idea of what this uh, article on photos.com is all about. For example, instead of Stowe, visit Burlington, Vermont, which is a terrific city. If you haven't been there, 
period or haven't been there in a while, Church Street in Burlington is just buzzling uh, or bustling uh, with activity. And uh, right on Lake Champlain, it's a very nice town to uh, visit in northern Vermont. Instead of Philadelphia, visit Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I can't say that I'm very familiar with Bethlehem, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, but I'm maybe more familiar with Bethlehem, uh, New Hampshire. But I will bet, I'll make a wager here right on the radio that a lot of people take their Christmas cards, just like they do in Bethlehem, New Hampshire. They take them to Bethlehem to get them postmarked. I bet they take uh, their Christmas cards to Bethlehem, uh, Pennsylvania uh, as well. Uh, Instead of the Finger Lakes in New York State, visit the Catskills uh, in New York. I I cannot say I've spent much time in either one of those uh, vicinities. I've been through them. I stayed, I know, in the the Finger Lakes when I was a kid with my parents, but but voters take their word for it, I guess. Instead of the Finger Lakes, visit the Catskills in New York. Instead of Salem... Visit Boston. I thought that might be the other way around. Instead of Boston, visit Salem. I'm familiar with Salem and and familiar with Boston. Salem is my birthplace, by the way, Salem, uh, Massachusetts. And I know it's got to be a favorite town of yours, Kat, right? Salem, Mass.? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. Spooky season is for me year-round, so I visit Salem pretty much every other month. <laughs> but but around that season, it does get very crowded in Salem. I it know. does. Yeah, yeah. I, I avoid it like the plague <laughs> during spooky season because yeah. it's just, once you experience it once, you're, you're good. You're yeah. good. But, yeah. but that's when all the tourists go, is a spooky season around oh, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it's insanity. There's literally yeah. no parking. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, number five is instead of Greenwich, visit New Haven, Connecticut, which is the home of uh, Yale University. You could take uh, in a Yale football game. There's some uh, good theater as well uh, in uh, New Haven, so uh, that's not a bad idea. Uh, number six, instead of Virginia Beach, visit Loudoun County, Virginia. I've been to Virginia Beach a couple of times. It was very nice. And uh, Loudoun County, I've I visited uh, as well, but not as familiar with it as uh, as Virginia Beach. Instead of the Jersey Shore, visit Cape May, New Jersey, which is still technically part of the Jersey Shore, but uh, not as chaotic as the Jersey Shore sometimes gets to be uh, during the summer. I've seen, I'm sure you've seen it portrayed on uh, reality shows and what have you. But Cape May, New Jersey. That's where my parents had their honeymoon, in uh, Cape May, New Jersey. Uh, Instead of Washington, D.C., visit St. Michael's, Maryland, which reportedly, I'm not familiar with St. Michael's, oozes with historic character and charm. It's a marine lover's dream located on the Miles River, hosting the freshest local seafood, you sold me already, such as Maryland crabs and oysters. All right, well, I will definitely uh, skip Washington, D.C., good place to skip, and visit uh, St. Michael's, Maryland. Instead of Newport in Rhode Island, visit Westerly, which is a, a very, very nice town, about 18,000 uh, residents, typically a uh, summer destination. It's uh, very scenic. Nice beaches, 
pretty good proximity uh, to Boston and New York City, uh, New York City, and a few casinos as well. So instead of Newport, uh, where there's no more high life fronton, folks, Newport once had a high life fronton where they played high lie and people used to bet on it. And they used to have three or four of them in Connecticut, but all the high life frontons are gone. All the dog tracks have gone. They've all disappeared. And now, you know, you, you can still, you can still bet sports though. You still, you still have DraftKings and uh, sports gambling facilities opening up uh, throughout the Northeast and beyond. Instead of Charleston, visit Thomas and Davis, West Virginia. So they say stay away from Charleston, West Virginia. Visit Thomas and Davis. Uh, none of them uh, I know anything about. I have no firsthand knowledge of any of them, really. Uh, instead of Portland, visit Camden, Maine, which is nothing short of stunning in the words of Foders. Uh, leaves change to vibrant shades of orange and red, contrasting against a bright blue sky and the crisp air of the pine tree state seems to offer a sense of freedom and opportunity. So if your destination was Portland, uh, they say go to Camden instead. But Portland's a great town. Nothing against Portland because uh, they have some outstanding restaurants. It's a nice uh, walking city. The cruise ships uh, that are taking a a New uh, England-Canadian route uh, stop in Portland. So always uh, lots of visitors. Uh, in Portland, Maine, which uh, I I think is a great town as well. Instead of Hampton Beach, visit Portsmouth. It says here, Portsmouth is one of New Hampshire's first four original cities, emitting traditional vibes of the idyllic New England mindset, perfect for an autumn escape. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And there's uh, lots of uh, craft breweries, and wineries uh, in the area as well. So the uh, advice from voters is, instead of Hampton Beach, visit Portsmouth. All right, there you go. That's according to voters. And tomorrow we'll have another edition of the uh, Friday Fun Bunch here on WKXL. Looking forward to that. Uh, Kitty Ray will be in. Uh, Tom Raffio, president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, will be here, and I, I, reportedly, anyway, Tom is going to bring some guests uh, into the studio tomorrow. That That's the plan, uh, anyway. As we mentioned, college football kicks off tonight in New Hampshire with UNH hosting Monmouth. St. Anselm, the Hawks of St. A's, will take on Millersville uh, University, 7 o'clock tonight at Grapponi Stadium. High school football uh, gets underway uh, in earnest on Friday evening, the Concord High Crimson Tide, right in our WKXL backyard here, the uh, Concord High Crimson Tide will be taking on the Lancers of Londonderry at 7. Uh, Guilford Belmont coming off a, a good season will be at Kennett. Uh, that's a 7 o'clock kickoff. John Stark at Milford, that's also a 7 o'clock kickoff, as is Kearsage at Conval. At 6 o'clock, Merrimack Valley will be at St. Thomas, 6 o'clock kickoff at St. Thomas Aquinas High School. And uh, more football action coming your way on Saturday as uh, Bo, the Falcons, will be hosting Sanborn at 2, also at 2, Pembroke Academy at Plymouth, and at 1 o'clock, Sauhegan at Hillsborough Deering Hopkinton. 
And speaking of Hopkinton, Hopkinton Fair begins today. You won't want to miss it. Runs through Monday. And our good friend uh, Brad Myrick will be entertaining throughout the course of the uh, Hopkinton Fair as well. That'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company Live here on WKXL. If you missed any of it or just want to hear it again, and who wouldn't, we'll repeat it a little around 7 o'clock tonight, just a little after 7 o'clock. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Kat for her great production skills. And we shall see you tomorrow bright and early, 8 to 9 on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. Thank you.